Hey, what's up, you guys? My name is Trang. Welcome back to Crazy Bitch Asian, the show where I talk about politics, pop culture, and give you a piece of my mind. Uh, first off, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who listened to my very first episode. It means a lot to me that like so many people are so interested and care about what I have to say. Like it's crazy to me <laughs> the amount of love and support that I got, and I'm just so like grateful and so excited to see what I will be able to do with this podcast in the next year this is the first episode of 2019 crazy but um thank you so much to everyone who listened who tweeted at me who instagrammed me uh what are the words (laughs) everyone who followed me who just sent me really nice messages saying that they listened saying that they really liked it and just it means so much to me that so many people care and are excited and support me and I just like it's crazy to me and I just like can't fathom the fact that so many people want to know my thoughts and onions as I as I usually say but um yeah I I'm just so grateful so thank you for everyone who's listened and people that continue to listen it like really means the whole world to me and yeah I'm excited to see what I will be able to what I'll be able to accomplish in the next year but before I move on to the very serious topic that I'm talking about this week, I wanted to give a congratulations to Sandra O, oh, who will never listen to this because she probably has no, she definitely has no idea who I am. Um, but I just really adore her and I'm really proud of her. And I don't watch Grey's Anatomy or Killing Eve, but I should. Uh, maybe not Grey's Anatomy because I don't think that's my style, but I do want to watch Killing Eve. And that that's what she won for. She was the first... Asian woman to win a Golden Globe for Best Lead Actress in almost 40 years, which is crazy. And I'm going to do a whole episode about this, like, eventually, because I, you girl got a lot of thoughts about this. And, but I just wanted to, like, talk about Sandra Oh for a minute, because I adore her, and I just think she's a wonderful actress in person. And I just, like, I'm so proud of her. She, like, won a Golden Globe. She hosted the Golden Globes. And I didn't watch the Golden Globes, not because I didn't want to, because I really did, but because I don't have cable. Uh, My family does not have cable, so I did not get to watch them. But I'm just really proud of her. And I did see a lot of the clips that happened at the Golden Globes. And she and Andy Samberg were just hilarious. And they're both amazing people. And I'm just, like, really proud of her. And watching her acceptance speech really, like, moved me to tears. Like, literally, like, two seconds in, I was, like, sobbing. And I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm not. I literally started crying. And just, like, watching her parents be there, it was, like, really special. And I just, like, kind of saw myself in her. Saw that, like, maybe that'll be me in, like, ten years. And I'll win a Golden Globe. But also, like, will I? We'll see. But, um, just watching her just, like be so unapologetically herself was really inspiring and just seeing her mom and dad be there in their traditional Korean clothing and her speaking Korean on live TV was really special and important to me even though I'm not Korean I'm Vietnamese but um it's just like it's comforting to see someone so big and so be so thankful and just kind of not forget her roots if that makes sense so Congratulations, Sandra. I am so proud of you. I'm also really proud of all the other Asian talent that were nominated and recognized at the Golden Globes. So, like, the Crazy Rich Asians cast. Uh, I don't know if, like, Lana Condor was 
Um, I don't know if Lana Condor was nominated for anything for Two All the Boys I Love Before, but I just want to shout her out because I think she's beautiful and she's Vietnamese and I just love her as a human being. No reason for this. I just love her. But um, yeah, I'm just like really proud of everyone that was recognized and just there at the Golden Globes. All the Asian people. We love Asian people. Uh, I'm Asian, so I love other Asian people. As Sandra O oh says, it's an honor just to be Asian. And I think that's my new motto for this show is just, it's an honor to be Asian. But um, I'm going to segue into a less happy topic and a more kind of serious and uncomfortable and heavy topic. So if talking about rape and rape culture makes you uncomfortable, uh, maybe you should keep listening. I think that having uncomfortable conversations is important, but also if this is triggering for you for any reason, then that's totally fine. I get it. I'll have other episodes of things that are a little less serious, a little more fun and lighthearted. I was originally going to do this on Catholic school, but I thought I would save it just because I felt like I really needed to talk about this topic right now because of everything happening at the moment. I just felt like I really needed to just sit down and talk about this because it makes me so angry. And I apologize if I'm like incoherent and not well articulated because I just, when I get really angry, I just start screaming and saying things and I just lose my ability to speak. So we'll see how this goes. But um, yeah, today I'm going to be talking about rape culture. And if you don't know what rape culture is, let me break it down for you really quick. Just like a very simple definition. It's just like the idea that rape and sexual assault have been normalized in our society. And just like the things that we as a society do to continue to normalize the rape and sexual assault of men and women. So, uh, if you are unaware, there was recently a documentary released about R. Kelly and about the women who have been assaulted and raped and just groomed by R. Kelly. Um, if you are unaware, R. Kelly is basically like this big musician. I personally never cared for him. But um, I knew because a friend of mine had done a thread on Twitter about it um, that R. Kelly had essentially like groomed and made uh, Aliyah his wife. Like at 17, 16 years old, he like groomed her into like being his girlfriend, his wife. And it's just like really crazy to me. And just like that story and like other stories of other women who came forward and I haven't had the strength and mental like stability to sit down and watch the R. Kelly docs. And I don't know if I ever will. I just like, I know watching it will just put a real strain on my mental health and I don't know if I should do it. And I never supported him in the first place. So I don't feel like I need to, but I know that a lot of people do still support him. So if you do, maybe you should just watch the doc and see that he's not a great guy, but that's on you. Um, I, Chris Brown also uh, still around, so, so still widely like accepted as a musician, which why he literally almost beat, he literally almost beat Rihanna, Rihanna to death. And I just like, 
And, like, everyone's like, oh, but that was, like, 10 years ago. Like, he's changed. He got better. Like, no, he didn't. Like, he did the same thing to Karush Tran. And people don't want to talk about that. People just went like, oh, but you're like, why are you, like, penalizing him for something he did, like, 10 years ago? Like, no, he's a shit person. And he absolutely did not change. So if you're still supporting his music, yikes. Um... Drake recently um, had a video surface of him basically kissing and groping a 17-year-old on stage. He knew she was 17. He did it anyways. So that was really gross. And I honestly don't know how, like, we didn't catch the signs sooner. Like, I feel like he's always been very, like, into younger girls. He was dating that girl that was 18 for a while. I, I don't know if he's still dating her. Um, he like regularly talks to Millie Bobby Brown and I don't think that's normal. Like maybe it's some sort of brother sister situation, but also knowing Drake's track record, I would keep Millie far away from Drake. So that's just my opinion. Um, John Lasseter, unfortunately is still employed, which is disgusting and like with everything that happened last year with uh women who worked with him come forward and just talk about how disgusting he is it's just sad and i can't believe he still is employed it's just deplorable honestly um harvey weinstein i haven't heard about him in a while but he is i think why hollywood kind of was getting What's what's the right right raising? God, like he was just kind of the reason why people were getting cracked down on in Hollywood, and just there was a lot more movement and just more support of things like Me Too and Times Up. I think formed around that time, and I think we need if we're talking about shitty men in Hollywood, I think we need to talk about Woody Allen because Woody Allen is literally the grossest man alive. I, like, there was, like, a rumor that Frank Sinatra's, like, mafia was supposed to take out Woody Allen when Frank Sinatra was alive. And honestly, every single day, I just, like, want to, like, cry because they didn't, (laughs) they didn't take him out. And he was, unfortunately, still alive and still a fucking disgusting man who exists. And if you haven't read, um... I think, God, I should know her name. I, I feel so bad. It's like, I think Mia Farrow, um, she wrote a an article about how uh, Woody Allen is just like this awful abuser, rapist person, and just how he would like, It's it was so disgusting and heartbreaking to read. And I just, if you don't know about Woody Allen, he's just an awful person and I really implore you to look it up and just kind of educate yourself and just not support him not support his work or and like past or present or future just don't support him also he is married to his like ex wife girlfriends like stepdaughter from China and I think that's really fucking weird like like love fine like you can find love in like weird places whatever but like that's weird guys like that's fucking weird i don't get it 
um, just because he's an awful human being, but also it's fucking weird. But um, that's a thing. Uh, talking about Lena Dunham, who is disgusting, who is constantly like praised as some sort of like feminist icon, but like she sucks. <laughs> she fucking sucks. If you don't know about Lena Dunham, she, when she was little, apparently she like wouldn't manipulate her little sister into like doing like sexual acts it it like makes me want to barf like thinking about it but like just like manipulating her into like doing really weird things and i like fine like when you're a kid you like do a lot of things because you're curious you like force your siblings to do a lot of things but like i don't know like she wrote about it in her book and the way she wrote about it in her the way she wrote about it in her book was just very weird and disgusting and just like if you've read it if you've read the excerpt you'll know you'll know but like yikes that ain't it chief that ain't it um yeah and like talking non-entertainment business uh larry nassar i think is one of like the only cases where he got his justice he got the girls got their justice and he was served he went to jail and i think that was really important to see that happen and to see so many uh so many girls come forward about it and it was just like crazy like the number of girls who he assaulted was crazy high i think it was like over 300 and i think that's just it's crazy that like sexual assault and rape is like such like a trend and like men who do it once will do it again and like I feel like there's, uh, that's been proven that like men who do it, like it's a streak. It's not something that happens once and then never again. Um, but uh, seeing all those women come forward about Larry uh, Nassar was just like very empowering and very important. And I think like that is one case where something good actually happened. And I think even just having that one is really important and especially in contrast with uh brett kavanaugh um brett kavanaugh i have so much shit to say about him but uh yeah i just like the whole brett kavanaugh case thing really makes me so angry and like i think you can like i think if you're you've been listening this whole time which thank bless your heart uh you can tell that i'm starting to like get incoherent and like (sighs) lose my ability to speak because i'm so angry but like if you don't know about the brett kavanaugh situation let me break it down for you um brett kavanaugh was appointed by our awful deplorable president donald trump to the supreme court and he is moderate whatever like i don't know i like don't really care for him and i like that's whatever but when he was appointed, uh, Dr. Christine Bleasley Ford came forward and said that when she was in high school, Brett Kavanaugh had sexually assaulted her. And that's a heavy accusation. Like I, I can, like, I totally understand that that's a very heavy accusation, but I like, I believe her and I believe women and I believe that she was telling the truth. And so if you didn't listen to her testimony, I, I highly suggest you should. She, she spoke with just like such courage and I'm just like, 
I am so amazed by her bravery and just her willingness to do this and just like it it's it's crazy. But I remember the day she was on trial and I remember sitting in my car before class and listening to her speak in front of this in front of like the Senate or I don't remember where it was, but I remember her speaking and I I didn't get to catch the whole thing, but I caught like some of it and I remember listening to it for like the first 10 minutes and and I immediately started crying and I was just like so blown away by her bravery and her determined like her just courage and just I know like I'm sounding redundant but I just like was so blown away by how strong she was and I I can't believe that anyone would accuse her of coming forward for attention like calling her liar like it's just crazy to me she just like was so vulnerable and I it really breaks my heart that like she didn't get the justice that she deserved and I just like crazy to me that like everyone like not everyone but a lot of people were like oh she's lying oh she's like maybe something did happen but like it's fine like Brett Brett Kavanaugh's a good guy like he has a he's a freaking calendar like he like she's lying whatever but like it just like makes me so sad and like to think that people were like saying that and saying that she wanted it for attention like the attention she got I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy she I think she's had to move like four times already she's had to change her number countless times she's like she still continues to get death threats to this day the trial's over Brett Kavanaugh was moved to the Supreme Court it's over like she had to watch her abuser get one of the highest roles on the Supreme like on on like any government like court and it's just like crazy and then like you do these things and you think that you come forward and you think that um you're you're doing the right thing and you are but sometimes the results aren't what you want them want them to be and it sucks when you've done everything you could and things still don't work out the way you want them to and i just like it's it's so disheartening and i just i feel so bad every time i think about it and i just my heart absolutely breaks for her and i like i think about it all the time how strong she is and how strong women like her are women who have just gone through this the women who are survivors of rape and sexual assault like not even like yes of course women who come forward are like unbelievably brave and strong but just women and men who go through this at all are just so strong and i just i i can guarantee you that every single woman you've met in your life has some story like this, has some story of rape or sexual assault that she has kind of suppressed and just doesn't want to talk about because she thinks it's embarrassing. She thinks, like, the world is going to treat her with, like, look at her through a different lens and just kind of, like, be condescending. And I, like, I have those, I've had those kind of experiences friends I know have had those kinds of experiences and it's just like crazy to me how we as a society deal with it and uh, things are changing but 
never fast enough and it just it's so hard to watch these things happen and just want to see the best but not get, not get those results that we want but um yeah and I, I don't know like a lot of people ask why 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 would you why would you wait like this long to come forward a lot of women it takes years to come to terms with their assault it takes years to be comfortable to talk about it again it takes years to just find the courage to say something and i think that like if something like this had happened to you and you saw your abuser become like be appointed to one of the highest like positions in america you would want to step up and say something you would want to step up and say hey this is not a good person this is not a good guy i don't think that they should have this position like they he did this to me and i don't think that makes him a fit person to be in this position because things like this things they don't happen once they don't happen just once and never again they're usually it's usually a pattern and i just it's just so it hurts my heart so much to know that she hasn't gotten her justice and she deserves it and other women who have been in that exact same situation where they've come forward and nothing has come out of it and i just like looking at the track record in our country and our justice system on these cases it's disheartening like only about like i feel like over i think 90 over 90 percent of rapists walk free and that's that's crazy and when you hear those numbers and you hear the statistics it's hard for women who go through this to want to come forward who who maybe feel like they should but seeing these results ask themselves is it really worth it is it worth it to go through all of this and i still don't get the results that i deserve and it's just it hurts my heart so much and i like i've known people who have gone through this and have gone to like higher ups and they're usually the ones that are put second to men and they're usually the ones who are like oh well he's not gonna have to leave campus or he's not gonna have to leave this you're just gonna have to deal with it you're just gonna have to like face your fears and problems and that's not fair and i (laughs) i just wish there was more that i could do there's something more that i could say or just fix and i just i can't and all i can do is talk about it and all i can do is hope that the words that i say and the things that i say change the way people think about these things and change the way that um we hopefully my small impact is an impact at all and just hope that things change and just like I don't know it's it's crazy and like of course like just women have always been conditioned into thinking that they are second rate to men or like the way we are supposed to exist is for the sake of men like from the like the from the minute we start school dress codes are like put on us and they're put on women like more harshly than men like at my high school I went to a catholic high school but we had days where we could dress down and we could dress in like our own clothes but 
not not under like a handful of rules like we couldn't have our skirts above a certain point we couldn't have like really thin straps we couldn't go strapless we couldn't have our shirt go down like this low or we couldn't wear shorts we couldn't wear leggings we couldn't wear things that just were distractions to men basically and I remember I think I wore like it was like sophomore year and I wore like a kind of low cut tank top but like I was it was like basically I was wearing pajamas but I was wearing a low cut tank top and I remember going to biology and I remember my biology teacher like looking at my boobs and feeling really uncomfortable and just it's just like the way we treat women in our success in our society as objects is just so gross and disheartening and I just I hate it so much and I just I need to like calm down but like I hate it and I just I can't like find the words but it just like makes me so upset and it's just like the way we treat women is really gross and the way we like condition women into thinking that they aren't as important and their educations aren't as important aren't as important and I remember like just little things like things that kind of humiliate women for being distractions like I think everyone has like gone through this at some point but like in high school like at school dances if a girl's dress is a little too short or a little too like showing a little too much they would have to wear graduation gowns they would have to wear like this big black trash bag basically to hide their body because they shouldn't be a distraction to men they shouldn't be promiscuous they shouldn't and like granted i went to a catholic school and that like makes a little more sense but like that's not like just a catholic school thing i don't think like i'm sure like other high schools like public private whatever have those like similar rules and similar like people that go to those schools have similar experiences where they've like had to like cover up a little more or like their school administration is gonna make them put on like a weird outfit just to hide themselves and hide their bodies like women have always just been like conditioned to hide themselves and hide like exist very quietly which like doesn't make sense to me and like it's unfair and just like small things like that it, it sucks and I don't know um that and just like women who are open and who are take advantage of their sexuality are often seen as like sluts or whores or stuff like that but like a man who is open about his sexuality a man who is openly sexual a man who has a high body count is seen as like a hero is seen as like something to aspire to amongst other men but like women who have high body counts are seen as less than are seen as unimportant are seen as like unworthy and i think that's so such a stupid double standard and like men and just like the media and people in general sexualize women when they don't want to be sexualized like every woman i know has been catcalled at some point and just like it doesn't matter what they're wearing they could be wearing like next to nothing they could be wearing sweatpants they could be wearing anything and people have been people have been catcalled in anything and it's just like 
when that happens, we're supposed to like take it as a compliment. We're supposed to take being sexualized as a compliment. But when we want to be sexual, when we want to be sexual for our own pleasure, for our own like out of our just because we want to, that's seen as like immoral. You're a whore. You're a slut. You're this. You're that. And I just like it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why is my sexuality less legitimate because I want to be sexual, not because someone else wanted me to be sexual like that doesn't make sense to me and just like I don't know the double standards for women is just it's crazy and like women who are sexual and like openly sexual openly sexual about themselves and about their bodies are often suffer the most in sexual assault cases like sex workers deal with it a lot like if a sex worker is raped or assaulted and seen as like oh but like that's your job to be sexual it's your job to be that like you're openly sexual so you deserve it you deserve to be raped you deserve to be sexually assaulted which is not true like it sucks and it sucks that like we do that to women and like we shouldn't i i like i can't form the words but i it just it hurts to see that happen and it hurts to like see how we approach those situations like women who are sexual don't deserve aren't any less deserving of love or support or attention just because their job is a little different or that like women or they just like being sexual like that doesn't make them any less of a human being and the fact that we treat them like they are is just sad and I hate it and like especially because like let's be real we all watch porn like (laughs) who like who doesn't like let's be real here and the fact that like we want to like condemn people that watch porn or like people that not watch porn but do porn is like crazy like you're what like i know you're watching it like why are you mad that someone is doing this for a living you're watching it you're you're contributing to their job by watching it so why are you so mad that this is their job like i don't know like there's been that whole thing nowadays where like stupid trolls and like guys from reddit will like like what is it report like sex workers to the irs but like every sex worker i know if they make over a certain amount they do like submit stuff to the IRS, like their taxes to the irs like i don't i don't get it it's just so stupid i i don't know but yeah i just like this is an important topic and it's, it's important to talk about this and I know it's not comfortable and it's not fun. It's not sexy. It's not like something, it's not dinner table talk, but, um, it's important and it's important to have these uncomfortable conversations. And it's so important to normalize the idea that women shouldn't be sec- like second class of men, that women are allowed to be sexual, that women deserve justice and that they deserve to feel safe and like, rape culture is also prevalent in like things that like aren't really like directly correlated to rape or sexual assault I guess but like just like women not being able to like go outside and live their lives sometimes like it's just scary to think that like there was one time I was walking around like a like a pretty safe area and I was just like so scared and I had my keys in my hand and like I'll have like sometimes I'll have like my taser or whatever and I'm just like I'm just so scared to exist as a woman because at any moment someone could decide 
that because I am a woman, they deserve, they deserve like my control of my body. They deserve that. And I'm just like, it's scary to exist as a woman. And I think that like other women can relate to this, but like sometimes a guy will ask for your number or ask for something and you'll say no, or you'll want to say no, but you have to say yes because you're more scared of the fact that like, Hey, maybe this guy has a gun, has a knife or something that could kill me. And it's easier just to say yes and get it over with and never have to see them again than to say no to their face and then end up dead the next day. Like, and like, I've been watching the show you on Netflix and I just like, it's crazy to me that like, yes, it's like not super common, but like, it's common enough that like men are like some men are stalkers and men like kill women over like the stupidest things. And for me to be afraid for other women to be afraid for women to want to hold their keys in their like between their fingers to have tasers in the pockets to have knives and just like have to take self-defense classes and just like when the solutions to our problems are just the solutions that people give to our problems are so like useless and don't help like like a common thing that people say about women to women who get raped well like they'll be like well you shouldn't have drank that much or you shouldn't have dressed like that you shouldn't have done this you shouldn't have done that when that's like it's not your fault for like wanting to have fun for drinking a little too much for like dressing a certain way like there are some days where I want to show off a little what are some days when I want to get a little lit get a little drunk but I don't think that like makes me less of a person that I don't think that makes me any less worthy of respect like one of the really big reasons why I like never get drunk is because I hate loss of control and I hate the idea that I am not in control of my body I'm not in control of things of like things happening and things that are surrounding me and I just like I hate that feeling and I hate and I think it stems from the fact that there are a lot of scary guys out there and there are a lot of guys that take advantage of girls who are drunk and take advantage of women in vulnerable states and I just like it's so scary to exist as a woman and I just it sucks but that's the world we live in and every day it I think it's getting better I say that hopefully that everything every day things are getting a little better and every day someone is speaking out every day someone is fighting back every day someone gets a little stronger and every day some woman gets the courage to come forward and I think that's what's most important that we're kind of getting away from normalizing rape and sexual assault and getting closer to normalizing the idea that women who are survivors of these issues and problems are still worthy and still completely like just worthy of love and respect and just like being vulnerable is not a bad thing and being and not coming forward doesn't make you any less worthy of respect it doesn't mean like I don't know it's just I think things are getting better I hope things are getting better and I just yeah I I felt like I really need to talk about this and I'm I'm glad I did and hopefully if I ever, if, when I talk about this again, cause I know I'll probably talk about it again in the future. 
I'll be a little more coherent and articulate, articulate my words better. But, um, yeah, I just, I really need to talk about this and hopefully someone listened and someone got a better understanding of what rape culture is and what it's like to be a woman and just like women who are sluts, quote unquote, aren't anywhere, like doesn't mean they can't be assaulted or raped or anything like that. Women who just exist shouldn't have to, women in general shouldn't have to worry about safety and it sucks that we worry so much about like sex trafficking and just staying alive to the next day and just making sure that our girlfriends are okay and just all that stuff. Um, this is a really heavy topic and if you've made it to the end, thank you for listening and it really means a lot. I think next week will be a lot more lighthearted, a lot more fun. I think I'm going to be talking about Catholic school. So if you're one of my Catholic school friends, stay tuned. You know, I got a lot of stories and a lot of things to talk about from those days, but thank you so much again for listening and just hopefully someone listening to this maybe feels a little bit less alone or learns a little bit more and just feels a little bit more aware of what's happening in our world. And that's all I can really ask for. So thank you again so much for listening and I will see you guys very soon. Peace out.